Sam Ackerman, good morning. Good morning, Catherine. And mighty Tauranga he is. Now, we've already had a bit of a go at the Rugby World Cup, and particularly at Australia, because that match finished just before we came on air yesterday. Uh, looking like this is it for them, unless something goes badly wrong for Fiji. Uh, Eddie Jones, discuss. It is the circus that is Eddie Jones. It's followed him everywhere. It, feel, it feels to me like Eddie Jones has developed a business plan, a business model for his career where he goes somewhere, interviews brilliantly. I think Eddie Jones must be the best interviewee in international rugby. He's got a good, he's got the, the CV looks good. Uh, he can go, he can talk the talk. Uh, and I imagine he's got some great referees like, like Sir Steve Hansen uh, on the uh, on the list. Uh, but the fact is, I think his business model is to get a long contract and get paid out. Um, he's still probably getting paid by England rugby uh, while he's at this tournament. He's apparently uh, in talks with uh, Japan for his next one, despite being just in the uh, first few months of a five-year contract with Australia. It is a, a real sideshow. Uh, and while it might be entertaining to watch in the context, you know, Eddie Jones loves a shot at New Zealand rugby, so there's a little bit of uh, uh, afraid with this one. I personally feel that we as a, a nation need to understand that what's going on with the Wallabies in her go Rugby Australia is terrible for this country, horrifically bad. Uh, they, our closest neighbours, our closest allies, are becoming an afterthought in international rugby. And if they don't have the pull and if they don't have the power to be able to lift, keep our game at a high standard, this has got huge knock-on effects. The, the uh, Springboks left us to go play uh, within the European Rugby Championships as far as not part of Sansa. Uh, not part of the uh, Super Rugby competition, I should say. So not getting a chance to play them on a regular basis has had an impact on where New Zealand is. And I'd argue that since the wheels started coming off Australia, it's had this, you've seen the slow wobbles go on to New Zealand rugby as well. The All Blacks aren't this dominant force because they don't get the high enough level of competition on a high enough uh, basis, a regular enough basis, I should say. So, And the big issue is we are probably talking about this here in New Zealand more than they are in Australia. Australian sporting fans don't like losers. And it's right now AFL and NRL, the rugby league uh, grand final week. So they don't, they won't be really caring what's going on with, with New Zealand, with, sorry, with Australia rugby, because it is becoming more and more niche as time goes on. Football's overtaken it in the eyes of so many over there as well. So it's a major problem for, uh, for rugby in this country and what's going on there will have long-term impacts on what happens to the All Blacks, so we shouldn't chuckle too loud. Well, we're not chuckling at all. Um, they're down to 10th in the world now, Australia, I understand, are just ahead of Italy, who happen to be our next opponents. Uh, and look, this is a World Cup where the old guard just need to pull their heads in. We're seeing some wonderful upsets, and bring it on, I say. Uh, but what's just riding on this match for the All Blacks? Well, so basically there's two games left in the pool. They haven't played for over a week, so they've been watching everything unfold. It has been a, a fascinating weekend for uh, New Zealand, despite not getting on the field. So uh, they play Italy uh, this coming weekend, and essentially they've got Italy and then Uruguay, uh, and beating both those teams technically should get them through. But um, you also need to make, if they can book both away with bonus point wins, that's scoring four tries or more in the game, uh, then they have controlled their own destiny. Because if uh, Italy can get to a stage with say, uh, France, and France decide to rest some of their players so they don't um, tire them out or in get them injured, as they've seen with uh, Anton Dupont, their star player, uh, before the uh, the big quarterfinals. They're likely to have to go into a very big one at that. So there is, there is some scope of room for either some would call it skullduggery, others might call it uh, an opportunity for an upset. 
so they can control their destiny. And Italy is uh, that we're having a, a conversation in this country that Italy might be a concern for the All Blacks is a concern and, and mind blowing in its own right. Uh, well, so Kieran Crowley's a coach. We'll give it a crack. He says, "Good knacky." player and back in the day absolutely absolutely and John the right attitude, their coach as well it? though do you know it's of course they should give it a crack I mean yep. hell, there's, there's there's talk of Portugal licking their lips about playing the Wallabies I mean <laughs> all the all the teams that are ranked lower than the teams they're playing in this World Cup should go in with a new attitude I think the untouchable era of those top set top teams has been melted away and as you say this is good for international rugby for, but from our neck of the woods uh, they a, a statement win is probably required here I think against Italy it really is time to step up and let the real All Blacks stand up. All right. Just quickly looking ahead to the quarters, all going well, because that's going to be the next big hurdle for the All Blacks at the moment. Um, the Irish want to play the uh, play the ABs. We're viewed at the moment. But what what is it that the All Blacks most want as a result out of pool play? Where do they want to be positioned? All going well. Well, I'd argue, and, and listen, the the All Blacks are, are way too slow. Both both Ireland and South Africa said we'd like to play the All Blacks uh, rather than have to play the home team at uh, a sold out Paris. The All Blacks found out how difficult uh, that is. Uh, but the you know the All Blacks uh, Scott McLeod assistant coach wonderfully said I've got uh, I've got rats and possums in my property I know a trap when I see one that's a trap <laughs> I'm not I'm not walking into that one uh, but I think that if they could choose they'd rather play Ireland than the Springboks in the quarterfinals I think the physicality of the uh, Springboks at that stage is more daunting than an Irish team who has had New Zealand's number of late they are number one in the world and they did play well enough to beat the Springboks absolutely but uh, I don't think that the Irish performance we saw was completely unstoppable not a, a terrifying force for the uh, for the All Blacks. But look, they beat South Africa, they played a smart game, uh, and they got the job done. Neither is an easy proposition, but the way things are tracking, of all being equal, and who knows in this World Cup, it will be a quarter-final against Ireland, and, and that's a route that probably will do the All Blacks uh, better stead, stead than having to meet the, the hardened Springboks in that stage. The netball now, the Silver Ferns, they weren't supposed to lose this match because apart from anything, we were talking uh, recently about a second string side being sent here and, and still we lost by one goal, but still we lost. Yeah, this, the top New Zealand side, minus a few injuries, and Grace Nowicki is certainly a, uh, the number one pick in that shooting circle, and she was unavailable. Um, and so it isn't isn't the top team hitting top form. But coming off their worst ever World Cup performance, uh, they needed to make a statement. And certainly uh, the chief executive uh, of uh, Netball New Zealand referred to the series as unfit for, for television by the squad that was sent out. It was minus their entire, England's entire World Cup squad, uh, so that, that that is second string by that definition, but the second stringers have been together in a centralised program for two months, uh, and they've come on and put it together a very cohesive performance uh, against a team that was so desperate to start atoning, and this is a major concern now, uh, because you cannot afford, if you're New Zealand Netball and the Silver Ferns, to lose this series coming off the back of that tournament, uh, because you've got Nolene Totoa off contract, deciding her future come November. There's the uh, the Constellation Cup to come after this. So if uh, if she's deciding and thinking, well, if I can't pull this team together now, when will I be able to? Do they want to lose her? I'd be shocked if anyone within Netball New Zealand doesn't want Nolan Toto as the coach uh, for uh, the coming program. So uh, this is a really big deal. Uh, to yeah, a bit of pride on the line and probably a bit more than that, reputation. Uh, they are the shop window for netball in this country. The Black Ferns uh, are coming back into play. The Kiwi Ferns are about to have uh, some league internationals uh, here and triple headers involving uh, the, the Kiwis as well. There's so much to like about so many uh, women's sports teams right now and the competition to uh, for hearts, minds and, and sign-ups at uh, grassroots level. This is a, this is actually a bigger opportunity than um, some may, may see it. 
Okay, uh, we've got to do the Warriors. Um, mighty efforts. Uh, some saying, oh, that forward pass and this and that, but really were they pretty much outplayed in that uh, match? And does it, you know, remain a very successful season? Yeah, look, nothing changes the season. As far as that forward pass goes, it was terrible and it's it's potentially going to become a a changing moment. They're talking about whether the, the video bunker wouldn't finally be allowed to rule on forward passes. Personally, I hope not because uh, I think then you slow the game down, it becomes too troublesome. I digress from that. The 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 team that won that game, the Broncos, were the team that deserved to win, and the Warriors didn't play to the best of their ability, uh, but still play had yeah you know, they did incredible for the season. Uh, and to go from second to last and terrible last season to the second weekend of the season uh, and win away from the grand final is phenomenal. No no one does that in the NRL. It's it's too tight a competition. You don't make that kind of improvement in the space of twelve months. So uh, absolutely incredible what they have achieved and what they've achieved for the sport and the team uh, in this country. New popularity never seen before. New fans, new eyeballs, and a new appreciation that uh, in a global movement. The, whether you you, know, you hated it or loved it, the Up the Wars movement became literally global. A New Zealand wrestler by the name of Dakota Kai wore a Warriors jacket on WWE TV, which is watched in the states by several million alone. You know, so it's it really picked up uh, a great head of steam, which is very cool. And they've got a better squad for next year, Catherine. And I think a lot of people will be uh, ready to jump on board. Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, of course, is back, as well as uh, another guy by the name of Ch- uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita, who has been away, for, uh, took a season off to go travel and writing. He decided, I'm going to take a break from rugby league and came back. And uh, great to see him back, too. So it's very exciting times for rugby league. And with the international calendar about to kick That's off, great. it is uh, special. I was just thinking of forward passes. That was the heartbreaker in the Football Ferns match in the World Cup, where a, f- a forward yeah. pa- it was an offside of about yeah. half a millimetre disallowed a goal that in any day of the week, any day of the week, you would just want that goal to stand. It was the run of play. There was nothing egregious about it. And we get our measuring tape out and lo and behold, the whole direction of the match has changed. So, you know, it's a bit of one side, a bit of another. You'll pick for the final? Um, on the, uh, the I'll, go with, I'll go with the Panthers. Will not pick against them. They've been in the last, uh, they're in four grand finals in a row. This is a dead set dynasty. Former Warriors coach Ivan Cleary and his son, the star halfback Nathan Cleary, uh, are just too good, too good. I, the Broncos would need to be at their absolute best and the Panthers to slip up somehow uh, to have any chance, in my view. And a lot of Kiwis in the final as well, uh, Kiwi internationals, particularly James Fisher Harris, Moses Leota, and Scott Sorensen for uh, the Panthers and Jordan Ricky and Jesse Arthurs for the Broncos. So looking good. And a couple of uh, the Kiwi Ferns uh, in the uh, NRLW, the women's final as well, which is great, including Georgia Hale, who will actually lead the Titans out into action, uh, and the Knights have got Abby Roach. So great to see New Zealand well represented there. Thanks very much for that. That's Sam Ackerman, that's uh, sports commentary.